Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there. Welcome to this bonus edition of the Square Ball Podcast, in which we bring you the best bits of the chat that we had with Angus Kinnear, Leeds United's CEO. He popped into our new studio just around the corner from uh, from Ellen Road to see us and bring us an update on everything that's going on in LS11 at the minute. And we spoke about loads of stuff, including like the ground expansion, some new information in there, uh, transfers, the commercial revenues. We even found out what Rock Nation do. We should really give these really clickbaity titles, things like The Truth About Rodrigo de Paul, 55,000 Seats, a fantasy? Things like that. <laughs> um, well, you might hear this. This is our generic intro that we're recording for all the little bits of this that we put out. So apologies if you have heard this before, if you're on like a second or a third listen. But we just wanted to say that it's over on um, the Extra Ball, which comes as part of TSB Plus, our new subscription package. If you fancy checking that out and getting the exclusives and stuff like this and uh, early access to the match ball, have a look at the squareball.net forward slash plus. In the meantime, enjoy our chat with Angus. I guess it would make most sense to pick up where we left off last time, which was about transfers. We were in the transfer window when we spoke in July. How did it go from your perspective inside the club? I think it went really well. We were, we were really pleased with the, with the business that we did. We secured the targets that we want, wanted. Some of them have been in planning for a long time. Some of them were more, um, more reactive. And um, I mean, the, the proof is in how well they've integrated into the squad and the performances they've put in so far. And I think, you know, they've adapted superbly. Uh, Marcelo's very pleased with them. But more importantly, I think there's a lot more to come from all of them. You still got Ben White's number? I don't need Ben White's number anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one thing we didn't reveal was when we spoke to you in the in the boardroom at Ellen Road is that Ben White's agent phoned when we were there. Uh, I take it that was a goodbye phone call. It was a sort of challenging. It was a challenging time. You know, Brighton made it very clear to us, despite the offers we made, which were, I think, hugely generous. They showed you as you know, showed Ben and Brighton exactly how we valued him. But there comes a point where the offers just don't make sense from a football perspective and you actually have to look at it across more broadly how you can invest the money across the squad. And um, I think by the end of it, Ben realised he was wanted by Brighton. To be fair to Brighton, they said he was going to be a first choice centre-half or right-back for them, and he has been, so he can't have any complaints about that. But I think with the two signings we've made at centre-half, overall, much as we love Ben, and, and I think he'll always have a special place in everybody at Leeds United's hearts for what he did for his last season, I think we've ended up in a really good place with the two centre-halves we landed. When did the policy change over, over summer? Because I think it was when we were speaking to you, you, we were talking about the best of the championship at one point and then it turned into Rafinha and Lorente and Robin Koch and people like that. Were you kind of surprised at the players we could get? I'm not sure where the cream of the championship line came from. <laughs> I put in my programme notes the other day, but I, I can't recall ever saying it. And I have challenged both Victor and Andrea to say whether they said it as they said it as well. I mean, there were targets on our list who could have been described as the cream of the championship, but the strategy was to go and get the best players available. I think we were all 
that's unfair to say surprised, but we were we were all pleased with the pull that Leeds United seemed to have to get the recognised centre forward from Spain and to, for him to realise that you know Ellen Road was was the place that he wanted to play. I think that's that's he's a, gr- he's a great substitute. So. <laughs> yeah. he, he um he I mean you know he he will as I said about the terms of people who are going to come on and develop you know he's gonna he's gonna have a huge impact and be a and be a great acquisition for us. But I don't think anybody would have you know nobody linked us with him all the way through because I think that was seen out of a out of probably out of our league as probably Llorente was as you know was as well and even possibly Rafina. So we were always pushing at the at the upper limits of who we can of who we can acquire, you know, knowing at the same time that perhaps some of the cream of the championship players that were linked with us more regularly would have been more attainable. But I think we've got um we've got a better quality of player through the players we've acquired. Um but also I think we've got um we've got better value for it as well. That brings us on to a point I was going to make actually. It felt like you extracted really good value from the market because when we spoke we were talking about in the ballpark of a hundred million quid going in this transfer window and you've probably done that I think fair to say including all the, the fees and agents fees and wages and so on yeah I um, try not to um, add it up too often because it offends the finance director so we just look at it as if we've done a good job in terms of how that leaves you financially what, what are you expecting revenues to be this year for the Premier League because we've obviously taken a dint due to COVID but I mean, how much does ticket money make up of the overall picture Ticketing money is still really significant, and what's particularly significant about it for for Leeds United is it's it's one of the the factors that can be a commercial uh, that can be a, a commercial differentiator versus the other clubs. So the reality is is that the TV money is is split equally, and then the bits we aren't split split equally are dependent on how many times you're on TV, and uh, and then how well you perform and where you finish in the league. But broadly, the the, the big sort of hundred million is equally split. Where I think Leeds has a real opportunity to establish itself in our Premier League is by driving the commercial revenues. And this year, we think that even without crowds, our commercial revenues will put us sort of eighth or ninth in terms of the league table of Premier League commercial revenues. And that is the difference of having 34,000 seats, of having hospitality filled, of having the retail sales that we have, of being able to attract better sponsors than our competitors. And I think over time, it should give the supporters confidence because if we can continue to to grow those streams, it means that we can differentiate ourselves from the Fulhams, West Broms, Crystal Palaces, Southamptons, who just can't drive those commercials, and then we can reinvest those back on back on the pitch. So ticketing is really important. That leaves a, that leaves a big gap, but we've done uh, the commercial team have done a great job in terms of partnerships. You know, the deal with Adidas, the deal with um, uh, SBO Top are a market leading, and then the retail figures have just been off the charts this season. I mean, I think I think supporters have wanted to show their affiliation and, and their passion and they haven't been able to come to games and they've and they've done it through supporting the club through through buying the shirts. And, you know, we are you know, we are pretty much a top six team when it comes to uh, when it comes to retail and, and, and the size of the club I was just saying before when we were off air is it continues to surprise me because we are big six in all but in all but position. And that, that bodes really well for the future because the model is you take those monies commercial and you put them back into the team. And that ensures you can uh, you can create a stable platform in the Premier League and then build off that. In terms of shirt sales, then are we talking a record year again? Yes, I think shirt sales are, are close to going to be tenfold versus where they were three years ago. It's remarkable. It surprised Adidas. I know some of the supporters are quite rightly frustrated um, because of the availability of some of the lines. I think we were in a good position through Christmas, but uh, supporters need to understand we need to play, place the orders. We place them in November of a Championship season. And so you have to take a gamble about whether you're going to go up or not and what demand's going to be going to be like. So we're in a position where we had to sort of balance our order between it could have been a championship season we were ordering for or a Premier League season. 
And I think the combination of Premier League, the pandemic, the move to Addy has just meant demand's gone through the roof and we've, we've, we've struggled to, to meet it, but we'll be in a much better position next season because we'll be able to project exactly where we'll be in terms of demand. In terms of the commercial deals, can you shed a little bit of light on Rock Nation and what they're going to bring to Leeds? Because we all went, oh, wow, that's cool. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Rock Nation is, a, I think, it's a great partnership for the club. I think, and I think they demonstrated their, some of their credentials in, in the launch with the mural. Effectively, we've got a, you know, we know we've got an amazing fan base in, in Leeds as a city. We've got an amazing fan base across Yorkshire. And actually, we've got an amazing fan base across, across the UK. But because we've been out of the uh, the Premier League for the 16 years where the Premier League has really become internationalised, Leeds has missed out on that international growth. So we still have pockets of supporters internationally, but they tend to be expats. So they're in the United States or Australia, and we're not in the big some of the bigger the bigger Asian markets, and, and we need to change that. And we think that um, Leeds has got a has got a fantastic story. You know, we all know if you know, loving Leeds is a, is a love is a sort of is a great thing. And we just want to we want to get as many people to, to to fall in love with Leeds as possible, and we need to do that in innovative ways. And so, Rock Nation are you know fusion of um, culture, music, and sport. We know we have a missed generation of Leeds fans. There's a whole load of people who, who didn't support the club because we weren't in the Premier League. We need to, uh, I think they're known as Generation Z. We need to re-engage with Generation Z, and we think Rock Nation can help. We launched another partnership this week in in the esports sector with um, Ninjas in Pajamas, and really it's just about you know reaching out and taking Leeds as a club to new audiences in, in different ways. But at the same time, you know, it's our core support will always be our priority. Have you noticed an uplift in international interest from tracking things like Twitter followers and website hits and sh- even shirt sales and stuff? Is that, has that all arrived en masse? It, it's huge. The, the graph just changes direction as soon as, you make, as soon as you go into the Premier League. The reality is in the Asian markets, they don't know what the EFL is and they don't, they don't care about it. I, you know, I was speaking to people at Leeds City um, Council and they said, you know, when they go on uh, on trips to talk about getting investment into the city, they would be in China and people wouldn't have heard of Leeds as a city, but they would know Watford and Bournemouth because their geography of the UK is based mm. on, on their Premier League knowledge. So as soon as you go into the Premier League, you immediately create and attract a level of interest. And I think what we've been able to do, I think the documentary's helped because that's given people some background into, into Leeds. I think Marcelo's helped because he has, he has international appeal um, but the biggest thing that's helped is the way that we've um, we've played football, the swashbuckling way that, that Marcelo's playing, the way he's taking on teams. You know, I think Liverpool was the most watched Premier League game for a number of years. You know, you can see from the Sky selections that uh, Leeds United are being picked as many times as Manchester United and Liverpool. And I think it's that um, that style of football that's engaging people across the world. And so, really, you know, we, we can talk about the marketing activities and the partnership activations, but um, the key thing in football is what you do on the pitch. And you know, if you play football like we're playing at the moment then you attract a global audience. And unlike in the Championship, you actually get rewarded for, for having a TV game in the Premier League. Yeah, every game you select is, is a facility fee of a million pounds. So you get 10 games guaranteed, but the bigger teams will get you know 26 or 27 games. So there's a 17 million pound swing in terms of being selected. So it's important. It's important. So just to get into the weeds a little bit more on, on Rock Nation, I just so I can get a sense of what, what they do. So what will they do in terms of exposing you to, let's say, North America and, and China? Is is it social activity? Is is it what, what, what would it be, streamed events? Yeah, so it's it's a combination of partnership development. So they have, um, you know, they're a sports marketing agency. They represent some of the some of the best players in the world, as well as teams. They represent AC Milan, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Marcus Rashford. And interestingly, they chose Leeds United because they thought it was the most interesting story um, above a number of other 
big clubs that they might have uh, you might have thought they would have partnered with in the UK. So it's a, it's a combination of, uh, of partnership development and then activations like you've seen through the mural where they can um, take something which traditionally would have just been Leeds based. And actually, if you look at the international coverage we've generated for that, the you know, mural is you know, all across China and all across the US because they've been able to put it through through their platforms and, and get us that exposure. So I think there'll be some um, interesting things we'll see, which will cross sort of music and culture and they'll be, um, they'll be targeted an audience uh, much younger than me. I won't get it. <laughs> You know, I think the general barometer in the office is if, if I think it's cool, and it's probably not. And I think we'll um we'll, we'll be able to do some interesting things. But it but it really is a um it's an experiment into how we can perhaps differentiate leads and and and, and tell our story to more people. The Square Ball Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 